0: Part eleven of a Guide to the Lakes by Thomas West This Librivox recording is in the public domain Haweswater. This is a pretty morning ride from Penrith, or it may be taken in the way to Shap, or from Shap and return to Kendal. There is also a road from Pooley Bridge over the mountain to Ponton Vale, a beautiful secreted valley ascending the road from pooly bridge to the south from the brow of the common you have a grand general view of ulswater with all its winding shore and accompaniments of woods rocks and mountains bays and promontories with all the flexures of shore to the entrance of patterdale to the northeast you look down on pooly bridge and the winding of the river guides the eye to a beautiful valley much ornamented with plantations in the midst of which main is seated, Queen of the Vale of Eamon. Turning south, proceed by white rays, a large cairn of stones, and near it, the remains of a small circus. Ten stones are still erect. A little further on are the vestiges of a larger circus, of twenty-two paces by twenty-five. All the stones, except the pillar, are removed. It stands on the south side of the circus. The place is called Dovac Moor. Here the Vale of Ponton opens sweetly to the view, ascending to the south, and spreading upwards in a variety of Dale-lander beauty. At the bridge, the road turns to the right, and soon brings you upon horse-water. Mr. Young is the first that says anything pretty of this sweet but unfrequented lake. The approach to the lake is very picturesque. You pass between two high ridges of mountains, the banks finely spread with enclosures. Upon the right, two small beautiful hills; one of them covered with wood. They are most pleasingly elegant. The lake is a small one, about three miles long, half a mile over in some places and a quarter in others. Almost divided in the middle by a promontory of enclosures, joined only by a strait, so that it consists of two sheets of water. The upper end of it is fine. Quite enclosed with bold, steep, craggy rocks and mountains, and in the centre of the end, a few little enclosures at their feet, waving upward in a very beautiful manner. The south side of the lake is a noble ridge of mountains, very bold and prominent down to the water's edge. They bulge out in the centre in a fine, bold, pendant, broad head that is venerably magnificent, and the view of the first sheet of the lake. Losing itself in the second among hills, rocks, woods, etc. is picturesque. The opposite shore consists of enclosures rising one above another and crowned with craggy rocks. The narrowest part by report is fifty fathom deep, and a man can throw a stone across it. The force or fall is a fine cataract on the right, and opposite to it the first sheet of water is lost among the rocks and wood in a beautiful manner. Bleak Howe Crag, a ruinous rock, and over it Castle Crag, a staring, shattered rock, have a formidable appearance, and above all Kidsey Pike, on whose summit the clouds weep into a crater of rock that is never dry on the eastern side. A front of prominent rock bulges out in a solemn, naked mass, and a waving cataract descends the furrow side of a soft green hill. The contrast is fine at Bleak Howe Crag there is a fine back view. Above the chapel, all is hopeless waste and desolation. The little vale contracts into a glen, strewed with the precipitated ruins of mouldering mountains, and the destruction of waterfalls. Kendal is fourteen miles from the chapel, and whoever chooses an Alpine ride, may proceed to it up this vale. From the chapel to the top of the mountain, three miles, the descent into Longsleydale is as much more. In approaching the mountain, Harter Fell scowls forward in all the terrific grandeur of hanging rock. As you approach it, a yawning chasm appears to divide it upwards from the base, and within it is heard the hoarse noise of engulfed waters. The harmony of cataracts and waterfalls on all sides, add much to the solemnity of the tremendous scenes. The path soon becomes winding, steep and narrow, and is the only possible one across the mountain. A roaring cataract on the left, accompanies you during the ascent. On the summit of the mountain, you soon come in sight of Longsleydale, Lancaster Sands, etc., and will presently be accompanied with a cataract on the right, in the course of the descent. The road traverses the mountain, as on the other side, but is much better made and wider on account of the slate taken from the sides of these mountains and carried to Kendal, etc. The waterfalls on the right are extremely curious. You enter Longsleydale between two shattered rocky mountains, that on the left Crowbarrow is not less terrible to look up at, when under it than any rock in Barrowside or Borrowdale, and has covered a much larger space with ruins. Here is all the possible variety of waterfalls and cataracts. The most remarkable is on the left. Over a most tremendous wall of rock, a mountain torrent, in one unbroken sheet, leaps headlong one hundred yards and bore. The whole vale is narrow. The hills rise swift on each hand. Their brows are wooded, their feet covered with grass or cultivated, their summits broken the road along the vale is tolerable and joins the great road at watchyate about four miles from Kendal. Horswater may be taken first in the morning and then cross the mountain by the road to Pooley bridge for Ullswater and return in the evening to Penrith End of part 11